It's exactly three minutes past one. A very good afternoon to you. I'm Salma Patel, keeping you company from now until two o'clock. This is Newsbreak Talk, exclusive to Lotus FM. And uh, let's take a look at what's coming up on Newsbreak Talk this afternoon. We're going to be speaking about the Read to Lead campaign and what exactly a literacy ambassador is. Exactly five past one. Yes, Newsbreak is your home for cutting edge current affairs, radio current affairs, that is. And we have some really exciting news today in our top stories this morning. Uh, we've seen that the uh, Department of Defense has actually distanced itself from the Mandela book that was written by Lieutenant General Vijay Ramlakan. And uh, all those developments will be up on Newsbreak uh, tomorrow morning between six and seven. Also, if you are preparing to uh, head back to school on Monday, or oh, the holidays are over, but uh, Please do play it safe on the roads, take it easy, spend those last couple of minutes with your children at home and ensure that you get them ready for their first day back at school after a long, long, long holiday. And today we're talking about something that's very interesting and it actually applies to children and uh, maybe even to you in a certain sense. Is five years enough for a culture of reading and literacy to be instilled across South Africa? Well, it seems that the, the basic education department thinks so. The director of learner teacher support material, Kulula Manona, says the department set a five-year plan as a short-term plan towards actualizing a culture of reading and literacy across South Africa. The basic education minister, Angie Mochecha, has revealed the names of South Africans who are the pioneers in various fields, including sport, art, music, politics and business and who have been chosen to become reading ambassadors. Uh, and This happened last week Friday at the Nelson Mandela Foundation in Houghton. The ambassador program is set to be part of a four-year reading and library services campaign called the Read to Lead campaign. Now, this is something that's not new to us. We have been promoting reading and observing World uh, Libraries Day and uh, promoting reading across uh, across uh, Newsbreak Talk and even on Newsbreak on Lotus FM. So what exactly does reading mean to you? Do you think that reading has gone down so badly that we actually need ambassadors right now to instill and pique our interest in books once again? That number to call us, 089-310-8789. What do you think about the current state of reading in South Africa? Is it gone into a state of flux? Or are we just ignoring the fact that, our, yes, our children are reading, but maybe they're not reading in the traditional sense? 089-310-8789. I do have two gentlemen here with me. Uh, one is with me in studio and the other on the line. And they have been chosen, mind you, by the Department of Basic Education as these reading and literacy ambassadors. First, let's say a good morning or at least good day to Idris Kamisa. Hello, Mr. Kamisa. How are you? No, I'm uh, wonderful. Uh, you know, what can I say? You know, it's a beautiful day here in Johannesburg. And I'm enjoying the sunshine here at uh, Lion Park, you know. <laughs> Excellent. Now, I understand that you're an English teacher, a life coach, and a motivational speaker. Yes, I am. I'm trying, uh, you know, uh, under circumstances, uh, dealing with uh, these kinds of challenges. But uh, the uh, preamble has been uh, uh, appropriate in the sense that, you know, uh, reading is very uh, something uh, critical. And there was a time, uh, you know, when parents themselves, they avid readers, mm. and they inspired the children to read. Yes, so there we are. So you can fire away your questions. Okay, we're not going to keep you because I know that you must be spending some quality family time right now. But, uh, Mr. Kamisa, I'm going to uh, just allude to the fact that you and Advocate Mohammed Vahid have been chosen as the official literacy ambassadors for the Read to Lead campaign by the Department of Basic Education. And I understand that Advocate Mohammed Vahid is from the Kamisa Vahid Public Speaking and Leadership Academy. Uh, we're going to say a very quick uh, good afternoon to Advocate Mohammed and welcome to Newsbreak. It's good to have you. Uh, thank you very much, Salma. I'm pleased to be here with you today. Excellent. Now, um, Angie Mochecha has partnered with the uh, Nelson Mandela Foundation to announce the reading ambassadors for the Read to Lead campaign. And one of the other ambassadors is also a well-known songstress in South Africa, and that's Yvonne Chaka Chaka. So let's go with uh, Idris Kamisa first. Mr. Kamisa, how were you chosen for this particular honor? You see what happened... Uh and Mohamed Vaid and I uh, had a meeting with the Department of Education because Mohamed and I are very, very concerned uh, about the fact that uh, there are children who pass school, the graduates, the matriculants, 
they find it very, very difficult to articulate the thoughts. They find it difficult to speak with conviction. And we felt it's important, and we have written two books on public speaking, and the last one was The Joys of Public Speaking. And we said to the department that we are prepared to do this program free of charge for all the schools. And after, you know, uh, deliberation and discussion, and they, they were so excited, and he said, we're not going to charge the schools anything. And because Mohammed and I, you know, and he speak about himself also, we, are, uh, we, we have a flair for public speaking, and we believe it's a life skill. And schools, while some schools are doing that, as we felt it was imperative, that all schools should offer that program. And uh, they were so excited, and they said, you know what, something related to public speaking is leading, and we'd like you all to make you ambassadors. And uh, therefore, we attended uh, that particular meeting. There were others also chosen ambassadors. So, and Mohammed and I, uh, you know, after that, we are also going to call our program Lee, uh, uh, Speak to Lead. So in other words, we, uh, and we shared that with the uh, Honorable Minister, and she was very, very excited because reading itself, whilst it uh, opens your doors, opens your mind, uh, gives you a vision, you're, you know, you are able to articulate your thoughts, but you also need to be confident about what you're saying and when you're saying these things. So there we are. We're very, very excited. And we are asking, you know, Mohammed will leave our phone number, mm. headmasters, whoever, <coughs> matter what background you come from, uh, you know, if you want us to utilize our skills, We'd be so, so glad uh, to do it. You know. Just before you run away, Mr. Kamisa, I want to put this to you. Has reading become such a concern that we now need ambassadors or role models to get our children to read again? Yes, it is. You know what has happened? And I, I was a teacher of English, and uh, at that time, I was a chairman of the English Society of South Africa. And I know uh, uh, we presented workshops at that time that's called the Portable Universe, how reading you can take it to a different part of the world, and you can participate uh, vicariously, as it were, uh, in the situation and, and learn from other people, learn about cultures, learn about people, and learn about yourself. But reading today has become a very, very serious problem. And Mohammed will share with you some statistics. For example, if you look at the chronological age of students and the reading age, there's a huge, huge gap. And because of the foundation is so weak, mm. they find it very, very difficult as they go along to the higher metric level and the secondary level. For them to really put the thoughts across, many of them uh, are prone to rote learning. And it's something that we need to do. And teachers themselves need to promote reading aggressively. They themselves need to be avid readers, you know. Thank you very much for your comments and your thoughts on that. And we wish you a pleasant day with the family. And, uh, yeah, thank you for joining us on Newsbreak Talk this afternoon, yes. Mr. Kamisa. I mean, you're welcome, and I'm leaving the able hands of my brother, Mohammed Wyatt. You take care. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. To your wonderful listeners. Thank you very much. And uh, that was Idris Kamisa. Um, Idris Kamisa is a, was an English teacher and now he's a life coach and a motivational speaker and he's part of the um, uh, Kamisa Wahed Public Speaking and Leadership Academy. And more recently, uh, he has been given this honor by the Department of Basic Education uh, as part of uh, as a literacy ambassador for the Read to Lead campaign. Remember, you can call us in studio on 0893108789. Tell us what you think about reading and how important it is to be a reader and do readers really make leaders? That's the question we're asking you. 089 I'm glad to have Selvin on the line. Good afternoon, Selvin. Hi, Selvin. Selvin, can you hear me? No, we seem to have lost Selvin. Let's go to Mrs. Govinder on line three. Mrs. Govinder. Hi, uh, Selma. How are you? Hi. Go ahead, uh, Mrs. Govinder. Hello. No, now we're back with Selvin. Ooh, some strange things are going on with our lines this afternoon. 0893108789. Um, we're going to uh, take a short break right now, and we're going to find out about what exactly does reading mean for ordinary South Africans. Rachel Vardy conduct- conducted this SNAP survey.
I think it's an excellent idea to have people to help those that can't read because you find that with the older they can't read, with those that are uneducated they can't read as well and yes if you have someone that's going to read they'll be able to write. Knowledge, education, you have kids that need help and then yes if you're reading and you have a wide knowledge then your kids get to read, they get a better knowledge. Oh, reading the people, reading, yeah it is important because we need a lot of people to do the reading and all the things for the people to know what's going on for what and everything over there. But like encourage the small children. Some of the small children, they, like my granddaughter, small enough. We need to give her a book, or she's, but she's clever. She can pick up a book herself. We teach her, they can, you know, they can learn, they can read. Yeah, it's important for the adults to pick the children. This is not right, that's not right. We read from there, you know what I mean? Yes, we like to have people to encourage the other people that's illiterate, you know what I'm saying? Because they know where they are going, they know what they are doing. Like today's, like the people, the old people, they don't even know what's going on. People rob them and things like that. You understand what I'm saying? Yes, children should be ready because they learn more. They learn that what's going to happen in the future. We are not there to be for them. Anything happens and they know, oh, my mommy has sent me to school to learn and this is right and this is wrong. That's what I need because I right now don't know where I am going. She's taking me and going. Even to go collect my grant, I don't know. If I learn how to read, I will know how to print my name. Oh, you can read on your own. You can encourage what? Well, which, which way uh, you, you choose it is fine. And they'll know what, uh, what, what is happening around them. Because if you, if you can't read, what, what they, how are you going to get a job? How are you going to study? How are you going to go back to, to school? You need to go all, need to all these things. Yeah, that's very, very important because if you have an ambassador for every education department in every study group, it, it makes it much better than you can go into individual groups and work together like that. I think you, you, the schools have to take a big part of it. The parents have to do a big part in it, to taking the children to libraries. Yeah, it's very important the South Africans to read because their life is very hard. You see me, I'm selling the nuts. I can't wait. Because if you never encourage your, your, your children to read, maybe it's never for cars on the books. It's going to play to do the wrong things but if your child you're supposed to read maybe it's enjoy it to read the books as well in school they uh, give us a lot of books to read as well at home my mom used to help me read a lot i think we should have maybe um children like doing posters and uh, stuff for reading because it's it's fun to read and others should uh, get to read because in some schools children cannot read and write at all because you'll find that, um, especially with, uh, when you're starting with children, you find that it's very important for children to be reading because if you read, that is the only way that you uh, broaden your knowledge. And I've noticed with, with my daughter, she loves reading a lot. And as a result of that, she's been praised by a teacher in terms of general knowledge and the way she answers impromptu questions in class. People that don't read, we can encourage them by showing them that the importance of reading is very, very progressive. Because if you look at uh, people that go from primary schools to high schools, you find that the ones that are avid readers are good performers and that also carries on to the tertiary institutions. If you want to be a mentor, you can ask people to come sit with you, maybe encourage them uh, when you're reading a, a novel or a book, you can explain to them uh, what is going on in the stories. And we've got uh, libraries currently, but I think with the electronic media that we have now, my daughter's a little bit sharp in terms of, she's actually, I've noticed she's downloading books. My wife also downloads some novels uh, from the internet. Well, some interesting points there. Just because you download a book and you don't read a physical book in your hand, does it mean that you're not reading? Oh eight nine three one zero eight seven eight nine. Selvin, we have you back on the line. I see. Hey, so uh, nice to hear you. And uh, firstly, my real compliments to Idris and Mohammed. We need more ambassadors like that. Mm-hmm. Uh, yes. Somehow, I must tell you, it all begins at home, as the last speaker was saying. And I'm proud to tell you that my grandson is three years old, and the other one's two. My daughter reads to them, reads, believe, it, believe you me. And yet they love the computers, the leapfrogs, and, you know, children are so advanced with uh, computer uh, technology. It's incredible. Mm. So whenever she sits and reads the story to them, they want to see a film. And I must quickly tell you that one day they went to see the film, and my little grandson, two and a half years old, woke up and said, everyone, please be quiet, I'm listening to the film. And he correlated the film with the book he read. 
So I'm just saying, children learn what they live. You'll notice most professionals, the yeah. children become professionals. So likewise, people who do not let the children to read now and get involved with cell phones and SIM cards and all of that, SMSs, going to have problems. And I've also noticed, and I've spoken to librarians and people like Mr. Idris and Mohammed, they're concerned. Children from the age of, like, birth to five love listening stories to be read to them. Thereafter, mm-hmm. they must continue to read and enjoy. That will continue them to study and enjoy a, a successful professional career in the future. Salma, thanks once again. Nice to hear you. Keep up the good work. Thank you very much, Salvin, and thank you for your comments there. 0893108789. As you heard the conversation between Shirdika and me and myself earlier, we were discussing reading, and uh, Shirdika alluded to the fact that you know we all have different software, as it were, and uh, the way we interpret books and uh, the way uh, movies interpreted is actually two different things. That's why some of us actually get a bit despondent when we uh, see the uh, uh, picturization of certain books that we love, and uh, yeah, we actually get a bit disappointed. But one of the issues that came out of the um, uh, uh, Vox Pops that Rachel went out and did when she canvassed the views of people, finding out about reading and how important it is, surprisingly, the one comment that struck me was we have a lot of children who come out of school, and, and, and Idris Kamisa alluded to this too, a lot of children come out of school and they can't read themselves. How did they get this far without knowing how to read? Does it mean that our school system is letting them down? 0893108789. We're talking to Literacy Ambassador Advocate Mohammed Vahid right now. Uh, good afternoon, Advocate, and welcome to Newsbreak Talk on Lotus FM. Thank you, Salma. Now, one of the issues that I, I, we, I asked you, and I know that your eyes also went super large like sources, is it true that children come out of school and they're really not literate? They really don't know how to read? Yes. See, uh, Salma, one of the problems is that uh, our kids uh, don't have the necessary age-appropriate reading skill. So if a kid is in grade 2, he's supposed to have a grade 2 reading skill, etc., etc. And when we went for the launch of the Ambassadors Program uh, on the 14th of July, one of the speakers had mentioned that in some of the schools, grade 8 learners' appropriate reading skill is that of a grade now, grade two, can all, all a grade two learner can do is string together two syllables. Now, that is as bad as it is in some of the schools. Uh, what the department did was they got hold of the principals and said, let's interact with them and see what the problems are in schools. And one of the things that one of the principals requested was that for grade 10 learners, please give the learners more time to read examination questions. Now, what does that mean? It means that the time that's allocated for the learners to read the questions, they're not understanding. Mm. The time is not sufficient. Mm. And that means that what they are writing is not what is expected. Mm. So there's definitely a gap between where they're supposed to be at a particular age and where they are. But let's play devil's advocate here, right? I'm going to say that I came from a a, a very difficult apartheid background and, you know, my language. I I don't speak English as a first language, so obviously I don't understand that. Okay. How then am I supposed to impart this kind of knowledge to my child then? Or am I just making an an excuse? (laughs) Generally, it is the parents who would read to the kids as we did and our parents did it to us. We would read to our kids. Our kids would get interested in reading. They will then, we'll take them to the libraries, they'll read books and we'll encourage them to read. One of the problems that the minister raised uh, in Pretoria the other day was if the parents cannot read, then how can they encourage children to read? How can they read to the children? So therefore this campaign is not only for learners, it's for the country at large, for everyone. That number you can call us on, 0893108789. Mrs. Govinder, good afternoon. Good afternoon, uh, Salma, and good afternoon to our guests. Salma, uh, uh, during the course of my uh, career and whatever I did, it was so striking, as our guests said, after grade 8 and grade 10, uh, they can't identify uh, the syllabus, uh, you know, the, the, the letters. Mm. Now, um, where I found in my, uh, uh, you know, mentoring, that you start with a phonic system. It makes it so much easier and fun to teach the child a foreign, uh, you know, foreign language mm. to uh, inculcate the English uh, letters. And it became so fun, even some adults who didn't even know how to write the names were able to now 
uh, read and write the names and, and enjoy reading. I will tell you about my personal, uh, in our family, we were so quiet. My dad used to like practically frighten us to talk. He eventually introduced comics and stuff like that. And mm. he made sure books were brought home every week for us to read to. I thank my dad for that mm. and Lotus to bring out my uh, speaking stuff. <laughs> what I far discovered, the most renewable uh, resources is the human resources. But the books are even more because you get various people's ideas in that book. Mm. And you can pass it on from generation to generation. And it's so invaluable. Mm. You learn how to spell. And as you get older, your brain cells remain young and they don't die off. You don't suffer from dementia. Books are your best companions and friends. We're going to have to leave it there, Mrs. Governor. But thank you for sharing your success story with us. I really do appreciate that. And I'm glad that Lotus FM has given you this uh, vehicle to actually speak out after having been such a quiet child when you were younger. Thank you for sharing with us. 0893108789. We're talking about reading and the Read to Lead campaign by the Department of Basic Education. Uh, as you heard, we spoke to motivational speaker Idris Kamisa. We do have advocate Mohammed Vahid, who's with us in studio. And uh, both these gentlemen were chosen as literacy ambassadors in the government's Read to Lead campaign. You can call us in studio on 0893108789. How important is it to be a reader and do readers really make good leaders? 0893108789. This is Newsbreak Talk with Salma Patel. Newsbreak exclusive. Newsbreak exclusive. Well, of course, this is Newsbreak Talk on Lotus FM and it's exclusive to Lotus FM, which means that uh, you're getting the number one source of information exclusive to Lotus FM. 0893108789 coming up to almost half past one. Let's go to Mia from Morningside. Good afternoon, Mia. Hi. Good afternoon. I, I teach adult literacy for many years. Mm-hmm. And my oldest pupil is 81 years old. Wow, now that's an achievement. Exactly. And you start from basics. Because I talk Zulu and I tell them, you are not to talk Zulu in my class. Mm-hmm. That's number one. You do not scream. you next door to each other. You greet one another. You start with basics, and they are all grandparents, and they are whatever, you know, really come. But Mia, I want to ask you, how did they overcome this barrier? Because obviously there's a stigma when it comes to not knowing English and reading and writing English. How did they overcome this? because one tells the other, and one takes the book home, and they are reading it, and they're looking at the paper, and they're looking at experts, and they are looking at things like that. The eagerness is not like a, a like of today's, sorry to say, the youth. They are so eager. They are so helpful. They want to help another person. Mm. Each one has gone to a bank, opened their own account, mm-hmm. and their monies get put into an account, their salaries. But we, it's, what we're talking today, it's like a normal thing where you got a mother, father, granny. Mm. These people are all single parents, and you have to teach them first. I collect books from my friends, families, what, whoever, and I take them, and I say, as you are learning, give it to your children. You read to them. Read to your grandchildren. So just pass the education on them. Exactly. And another thing I wish... Mr. Kamisa, I listened to him on a Friday, mm-hmm. beautiful. I would like to say a school, every school should go half an hour reading. We did that. We had a reading in our class mm. for 15 minutes. If you read for 15 minutes, a teacher will read a story or so and read. And Mrs. Governor spoke about phonics. Yes. I think that we should go back to basics. We've lost it, really. And but we're going to find it, Mia. I'm going to stop you there. We're going to find it once again. Yes, we may have lost the way, 
But we're going to find out how to make our children uh, readers once again. As you were talking there, I'm actually having pictures, flashbacks of uh, Mr. Raju reading to us Mr. Medal's Muddles, one of those Enid Blyton books we used to get. And uh, yeah, this was all happening in Standard 2. And we actually did have uh, allocated times when we read Advocate Viad. Is, is that correct? Is that going to come back now that in this new program? Yes. In fact, that's one of the objects of this program. The object is every school must set aside 30 minutes every day to do nothing but reading. And they want to take it one step further, and that must also be done in the homes. So even at home, the mother, father, grandparents must tell everyone, okay, let's stop and just do reading, and whatever reading it is, whether it's newspapers, magazines, books, whatever. So that is one of the objectives, yes. Okay, and uh, besides this now, I really want to know from you, what will your role be in in this new portfolio as a literacy ambassador? So the whole idea of this campaign is to make... Uh, reading fashionable again, to make it a lifestyle, to make it fashionable, to make it a lifestyle. Uh, it must become a societal issue. So it must be an in- integral part of everyday life. And uh, because this hasn't been done over the years on social media and things, and people are now moving away, even my own sons, from, for that matter, Asalma, they don't read newspapers anymore. <laughs> they are working. They say, we don't have time, so we go on to social media and get the latest news. But then are they still not reading? They're not reading. What? They're not reading because they say we don't have time. But the whole, in fact, the minister, she gave a very good example. She yeah. said once she was in Europe and uh, she, they, had, they had a day off. Mm. So she was uh, taking a train ride. And while she was in the train and she when she got into the train, she got a shock because everyone was busy reading. Mm. The old people had hard, hard copies books mm. and the young kids had and the children had uh, Kindle. Mm. And she said, what a surprise. In fact, then she thought to herself, if I have to come back and sit in the train from Soweto to Johannesburg, and even if I come across one person reading, mm. it will be something. So, so what you're trying to say is sitting on Facebook then is not reading. It can help, but the thing is, because of the limited space that's given to news, yes. so everything is short, yes. 30 seconds, and then people get bored. Yes. So, Rather than rather than taking the information from Facebook, etc., if we also side by side with that, read books, read magazines, read newspapers. As I said, in my own house, my, my, my children, they don't read newspapers anymore. And my grandchildren definitely will not be reading newspapers. So mm-hmm. the whole idea is now to do what we were doing in the past. What if, Unlearn- come, what if the grandchildren come to you and say, Dada, we're reading on the Kindle or we're reading the newspapers? No, no, Kindle is Kindle. fine. In fact, since I came back from... Uh, Johannesburg with books and, uh, and, and additional information mm. and I gave to one of my grandchildren I gave him I said uh, Zaid this is a book for you yeah. and in a couple of days time we're going to be sitting down because they were going on holiday we're going to be sitting down I am going to be reading this book to you all and then you all must read the book to me so that's the whole idea so from our level parents mm. grandparents we have to set the example and that we have we, to read books yeah. and then we have to read to our kids and encourage them to read to us as well. And that helps us to test their ability and their comprehension as well. Most clearly, yes. Most clearly. And and you, know, you know something that, the, that uh, the minister had mentioned also and said that this uh, problem is not only at uh, learners and parents. It even, even permeates into the schools. Yeah. And she gave a frightening example and she stated that even when we send circulars to schools, to the principals and HODs, we have to follow up with them. Oh, have they read the circulars? Yes. We have to call meetings and yeah. go through the circulars with them. Now, what does it say? Yeah, that means just sending a memo is not enough anymore. Even at school level. Even at school level. Oh eight nine three one zero eight seven eight nine. I'm going to go quickly to Mrs. Govender. She's been waiting for a very long time. Mrs. Govender, you're back, aren't you? Hello. Hello. Hi. Hi, ma'am. This hi. is Miss Govender. Oh, it's another Miss. Oh, it's a Miss Govender, not a Mrs. Yes. Rachel. You need to read more and listen more. Okay, go ahead, Ms. Govinda. Okay. Uh, good afternoon to you. Ma'am, the emphasis on reading and the importance of it mm. has been conveyed by many of your listeners. Mm. I want to come in from a different angle. I just want to convey my thanks on behalf of my staff and, uh, and the school governing body to Mr. Chrissy Bassetti, the editor of The Post, and uh, Bargain Books. For they've, they've contributed to my school library books to the value of 20,000 rounds. And uh, that's going to make a huge difference to every learner at my school. And this was done in memory of uh, the Nelson Mandela month. Mm. And I just wanted to thank them because to get one book today is so difficult. And the most important thing is as a principal of a school and a fellow teacher librarian, 
The important thing is we complain about children not reading, but mm. what's most important is to give that reader the right book. You cannot force a child to read. And you know, there, there is this misconception that children will have to read storybooks. It doesn't have to be a storybook. It could be a book on sport. Aha. On, uh, now you're my picture. friend. You see? Yes. So does it mean then that a child has to read a book without pictures to be seen to be reading or to be thought of to be reading? Well, that depends on the age of the child and whether the child can, you know, best speak English. In my school, you know, I've got majority of the learners who speak um, the sec- uh, English as a second language. Mm-hmm. And with them, probably books with pictures and associate that, you know, and then putting the print together, the story that would really benefit to them. But an avid reader mm. or children that can speak English, mm. uh, I don't think that would be necessary. But again, as I said, it depends on the situation, depends on the age. It depends whether you, you're developing and encouraging a child to read. Mm-hmm. You know, it, you've got to understand this in context. I've been a librarian for years, and I've noticed that always, you know, it's always about reading, but we're not getting it right. Mm. Because if you get a child and you say read, and especially boys, they don't like to read stories. <laughs> Tell me about it. I do have one I'm forcing to read, but he still doesn't like to read. But I like the fact that you're bringing out the fact that some of the children actually need pictures to assist them when they are reading their books and, and getting their thoughts wrapped around reading again. Thank you very much for your comments, Ms. Governor. Let's go to Sunita Singh. Hi, Sunita. Hi, Sama. How are you? I'm well. How are you? Well, thanks, and I'm so glad that you brought this topic on. Mm. And also, well done to the department for taking these initiatives. And I just, I strongly believe that learning, reading, formal reading, should begin at an earlier age. Children only start formal reading at about six. Yet, if you start them on, maybe in a grade R, and even prior to that, you know, they, by the time they are six, they are on their way to reading. Yes. And they understand the importance of reading. We are wasting six years of the child's life by waiting for them to turn six. So I hope the department can look into like starting formalized reading and even maths at a much earlier age. Okay, thank you very much for your comments there, Sunita. 0893108789. Uh, the lines are lighting up like Diwali Day. You can give us a call and let us know what you think about reading. And uh, is it really that important? Are we missing the mark when we're actually having uh, uh, these reading sessions in school? As you heard, uh, Advocate uh, Mohammed Vahid speaking to us there. He's one of the ambassadors for the Read to Lead campaign. That's the official uh, campaign by the Minister of Basic Education, Andy Mochecha, to get children back into school to read again. And as you heard Advocate um, Vahid saying, there's going to be 30 minutes allocated every day to uh, or set aside to reading. Did you have that in your school uh, at that particular time where the the teacher would just stand up with a book and read aloud, read to you and tell you exactly what's happening in that book and you would conjure up all these beautiful images in your mind. 089-310-8789, let us know what you think about this. Advocate Vahid, do our children really know who these ambassadors, ambassadors are? Will there be a campaign to expose the ambassadors to children? Yes, I think the, the Department of Education, Basic Education will be doing that and that is why what they've done is they've tried to get high-profile ambassadors uh, I'm not a high-profile ambassador, but there are other high-profile ambassadors, uh, people in the arts, people in music, people in sport. Uh, for instance, the ex-Bafana uh, Bafana Captain uh, Hadebe. So he's one of them. And as you also mentioned about uh, Yuvan Chaka Chaka. So with those people going to the schools, it definitely will create an image that uh, reading is fun, uh, reading is cool, uh, reading can, in fact, be uh, something that can be embraced by everyone, and it is something that's fashionable. Uh, just to respond to two of the, uh, your, your last two uh, uh, listeners. Sure. Uh, one was Ms. Govan, the librarian. Now, what she mentioned was very, very appropriate, but one of the problems that the education department is facing is that at universities, a number of the departments, the library departments at universities in many of the universities have closed down. With the result that the minister is now engaging with the universities to reopen those departments. Okay, so, so that you mean you mean teaching library studies? Li- li- library studies, library go. science has actually closed down a okay. number of universities. So okay. that's also part of this campaign. Uh, and Sunita mentioned also about starting early, and this is exactly what the department wants to do. And they've identified, in fact, they had people writing up 
age appropriate books. So you get books from different different grades, even from grades four to six. There's about thirty books that have been already written up in different different languages, nine official languages in the country. And as I say, it's age appropriate, so they want it to start as early as possible. In fact, studies have also shown that the earlier the kids start reading, the more beneficial it is. And at the presentation, the minister raised uh, gave this statistic, and I think so. It's appropriate. She said that research in New Zealand shows that five-year-old learners with a positive attitude to reading were one and a half years ahead of the peers. Wow. Okay. So clearly, there's advantage all around. Oh eight nine three one zero eight seven eight nine. That's the number you can call me on. Uh, we had anonymous on the line, but uh, oh, anonymous is back. Good afternoon, anonymous. Good afternoon. Yes, go ahead. Uh, ma'am, the problem is not the children, ma'am. The, the education, ma'am. The, this idea of education is not working, ma'am. Why is it not working? It's a fake, ma'am. It's misleading young people. Let me give you an uh, example. You know why there's so much, it, so much teen suicide, dropout, people, young people are doing drugs? Because of education, they are depressed man, because of this education. Do you think they're just not reading enough or getting enough information? Uh, you know, man, education is about information. Information mm. is about two sides, the truth and the lie. No? Mm. To know that uh, information. Okay, I think we're actually missing true. the mark right here. But uh, you can... You can Chat to us more offline. I think uh, we will chat to you about it. We're talking about reading and the necessity yeah. uh, for for education. How important it is. So not just yeah, just just to take up what uh, the gentleman had stated. Mm. Uh, in fact, reading is the basic building block of education. Mm-hmm. So if you don't start with the basics, then I'm I'm, I'm uh, afraid that we won't get anywhere. In fact, what the minister has also stated is that even if the fiscus were to double my budget. It will not make any difference if you don't go back to the basics. And therefore, the basics is reading. So who monitors this now? So it has to be monitored, firstly, in the home environment by the parents, grandparents. And in the school environment, it has to be done by various role players. In fact, uh, these are some of the role players. Not only the ambassadors, you have also uh, the, the the school itself. Then we have, and we can see what we, we can discuss what the role of each one is. Then we have the governing bodies in the schools. We have the parents, we have businesses, and we have the reading ambassadors. So each one of them have vital roles to play. So besides monitoring whether kids are on drugs and things like that, we have to also monitor whether they're reading as well. Absolutely. Absolutely. And how important, what, what did it feel like when you knew that you were going to be this literacy ambassador for the Read to Lead campaign? Uh, it came as a bit of a surprise, but it was uh, it was a great honor. Uh, as we mentioned, because uh, Idris Kamisa and I were uh, in partnership with the Department of Education to roll out our public speaking uh, program nationally. So whilst we were in negotiations with that, uh, then they identified that we would be useful. And why it would be useful also is that because we are going to be going to schools nationally to roll out our public speaking, we are already going to be engaging with the learners and educators. So we're going to be there on the ground. So while spending about two, three hours with with the learners on public speaking and leadership, we'll set aside half an hour, 45 minutes just on reading. Kill two birds with one stone. Absolutely. And this book that we have uh, printed, uh, Embrace the Joy, of public speaking so we'll be reading chapters from there as well we'll be reading paragraphs from there as well and getting them to read you know uh, recently we had a public speaking workshop for one of the religious seminaries Mm -hmm. and uh, we also do a lot of demonstrations we demonstrate to the learners uh, they come and demonstrate etc what was something that was quite amazing was that whilst this person one of the religious uh, scholars at the seminary, a student, while he was able to articulate uh, his speech very well, shortly thereafter, there was another exercise of reading something that was on the uh, board, but he had great difficulty. So this person was in his 17 or 18 years of age. Mm. He was able to speak well, but he was not able to read well. Mm. So I think that's one of the issues as well. You were asking earlier, but how is it that the learners can get through even metric but cannot read? That's the point. So one of the things that the minister also mentioned is if you ask learners in a lot of the rural schools, you ask them to count. Two plus two, they'll be able to count. Mm -hmm. If you ask them to write that down and then uh, add them up, 
in written words they have difficulty. Mm-hmm. And it asks you, please uh, repeat it in, uh, the, you must verbalize it for them. Mm-hmm. So the problem, problem really is the reading, and it has to start right at the bottom. In fact, it will start at pre-primary level. Mm. 0893108789, we're talking about reading and the importance of what it means to you and, and what it means for our children in schools. Now, we do know that former Finance Minister Praveen Gordon is expected to open this year's Josie Books and Blogs Festival. The annual festival will take place on the 31st of July at the SBSM Independent School in Lanesia. Now, the festival will show Showcase the talents of local authors, bloggers, and journalists. Educator and festival organizer Koshika Nana spoke to Talisha Nider. We're going to speak to Talisha. Uh, we're going to speak to uh, or find out more about that interview in a little while. But first, I do have Vincent on the line, and he's ready to give us his comment. Vincent, good afternoon. Hello. Thank you very much. A very good topic. Thank you, Vincent. Uh, Go ahead. Listen to the gentleman there. You know, the parents are the first teachers. You know, when you go back in the past, you know, some of our parents were illiterate, but they made sure the children were reading. Because they Even held they education were, close to their hearts, didn't yeah, they? That's a priority. And then we had educators who used to allow the children to read so many books. Now, when you go back to Idris Kamisa's time, I know him, I know his brother, I've schooled him. And he comes from the old school and he knows the importance of reading. Because those you had to read so many books. And the teacher used to ask you to tell what you read. So yeah, that's actually lacking now. But as I said, now that it goes back to the parents. From that time, it's been proven before even a child during conception, before a child was even born. The mother used to recite all those words, the scriptures from the Bible. And when the child was born, the child was able eventually to recite the scriptures. So it starts from one to five years. Our mm. brain is like a sponge. Mm. So parents should try and help them. Because with all this media, all this... Uh, technology and so on. You look at the cell phones, watching the TV for hours. Hmm. These are things your parents are first ones to monitor them. Thank you very much. Thank you for your comments there, Vincent. 089-310-8789. Advocate Vides just waving an article in my face and show it, telling me about yet another library shuts down. Isn't that a sad state of affairs, Advocate Vide? Absolutely, Salma. Salma, one of the uh, objects of the of this campaign is to introduce libraries in schools that don't have libraries. And the object is to have roll out a thousand libraries a year. Uh, they have been making good progress, either a fully-fledged library or even library on wheels. Uh, is being is proving to be quite successful. And that is where the partnership between the department and the business uh, world comes together. Uh, so I was shocked when I read this article in Daily News on the 23rd of June, which stated, yet another library shuts down. Uh, and this was the third library in the greater Durban area in the past three months. Now, that is totally, totally unacceptable. Firstly, if there's no libraries in schools and in the communities, if there's libraries and our, our youth cannot go there, then it's really disastrous. In fact, in this article, they mentioned that this was around the school holidays, June, July school holidays. A group of matriculants went to the library to do research, but the library was closed. Oh, now, that is totally unacceptable. And yeah. and. Okay, we're not putting fault at uh, anyone's door, but they said that uh, the leases weren't signed mm. on due date. Mm. Now, surely that can be done. Something could have been yeah. arranged. Oh eight nine three one zero eight seven eight nine. Are we missing the mark when we actually look at reading and giving our children the opportunity to start at a very young age and uh, at a very intelligent level as well? It's exactly 10 to 2. This is Newsbreak Talk on Lotus FM. Remember I told you that former Finance Minister Praveen Gordon is going to be opening this year's Josie Books and Blogs Festival. Talisha Naidu spoke to Koshika Nana, who is the uh, festival director, and she says the festival aims to inspire young and old generations to become more involved in reading and writing. Let's take a listen to uh, this particular interview. It's a community that's actually getting together and getting involved and uh, trying to encourage youngsters and even um, people my age to start reading once again. I'm super, super excited to announce that the opening will be held by Praveen Gordon, our ex-Minister of Finance. And with him at the opening, we're hoping for the audience to come along and people to just ask maybe questions, listen to what he has to say. At the opening, we will pay tribute to our living legend, poet and author Ahmed Dango. So the whole festival actually aims at promoting the young and the old to become more involved in reading and writing. Why has Praveen Gordon been chosen to open the Books and Blogs Festival? 
We actually feel that he's quite a learned man and clearly he has a message, you know, that we want to impart. If you think about where he started and where he is at in his life right now, reading, writing, literature, all of that has played a role in helping him get to where he is. And we want him to tell us, especially the younger generation, how can you go from being a humble, sincere young person to becoming someone of such importance that people actually stop what they are doing and listen to you? And clearly that has to do with literacy somehow. Aside from having a key attraction guest such as Praveen Gordon, will there be any other famous authors or bloggers expected to attend the festival? We have scores of local authors from across the country participating this year. For me, each and every one of them is famous in their own little right. We have a program that targets children where we have storytelling, puppet shows, craft making and things like that. And then we have teen and adult sessions as well. The festival is known for showcasing the talent of local authors as well as bloggers and journalists. But how will the festival inspire young upcoming authors and bloggers to showcase their talent? We have a teen writing workshop with Penguin-published author Pamela Powers. And we're hoping for, whether you're young or old, to come along and listen to these authors that have inspired themselves to be self-published authors to sort of give off back to the community and say, hey, if you have a dream, you know what? Go out there and get it. There's nothing wrong with it. And then a lot of the misconception, I mean, in our communities especially, is you're going to study, okay, become a doctor, become a lawyer. And we just want to create an awareness out there to say there's a market out there for writers as well. And so go out there and just follow your dreams and do what you have to do. What will it cost one to enter the festival? So the cost is minimal. For children, you'll be paying five rand to enter. And for adults, it's a fee of 10 rand. And that was educator and festival organizer Koshika Nana talking about the Josie Books and Blogs Festival. And she was speaking to Newsbreak's Talisha Naidu. Isn't that amazing? Uh, Koshika actually mentioned that uh, some of the careers we push our children towards is, do you want to be a doctor? Do you want to be a lawyer? What about being a radio journalist? Well, you're going to have to be a very good reader to be someone like that. 089 coming up to almost uh, eight minutes to two right now. This is Newsbreak Talk on Lotus FM. One more call before we go to an ad break. Good afternoon, Anonymous. Uh, good afternoon, madam. Hi. Uh, hi. Can you hear me? Yes, we can. Go ahead. I was just thinking about what you are, about literacy and reading and things. But I'm thinking about the little, uh, when I was a little boy, the old days, you know, our teachers taught us how to read. If you want to become a driver, you go to a driving school. Mm. They teach you the basics. They teach you the basics. They teach you how to go to the, on the road, what to do when. Now, when you want to read, you have to go back to basics, you have to learn your diphthongs, you have to learn all your phonetics, and then you'll be able to read. When you start reading, you enjoy things. When I was a little boy, I remember peeps into Storyland, what lovely stories they had. Not only that, they had, they had a swift reader, which really had your attention. Yes, I remember that. And I remember that. all those stories, sorry? Yeah, I remember the swift reader. Yes, you remember all the lovely stories that you had? Didn't they have you gripped and you wanted to read a little bit more and a little bit more? <laughs> you wanted to do it when you even got home and you didn't stop making your mud pies and you wanted to go and take your swift read and read it. Yes, yes, yes. That's what we need to do now. We need to get those books back. And you remember when you were a little girl, you must have had those uh, violet readers in grade one, two, and three. Yes. You know that? And yes. those uh, green book and blue book and all that? Yes, I remember All that those made books. us into readers. And then we came, when we began to grow up, we had Enid Blyton and the famous five and the Hardy Boys and all that. What happened to all those people? Well, no, they're all <laughs> in the libraries, I suppose. We still find them No, there. we need to expose our kids to these things. You see, that's what made us readers. Mm-hmm. And then we went into James Hardy Chase. You did not leave the book down. And then we had Desmond Bagley and we got Robert Smith. Now, mm-hmm. any of our teachers... Don't tell us about all these things. Mm. But those days, our teacher told us a story like uh, Swiss Family Robinson, mm. and he stopped halfway. <laughs> and then he made you want to read the book. Isn't that so? <laughs> we were actually mesmerized. Anonymous, thank you very much for taking us on a trip down memory lane there. But uh, one of the things I wanted to uh, chat to you, advocate, about very quickly, Koshika was talking about it when she spoke about the Josie Books and Blogs Festival, that, you know what, literacy and public speaking go hand in hand because she was talking about Praveen Gordon and she says, sometimes you have people who speak so well that you actually stop and you want to listen to them. So is it true that literacy and public speaking go hand in hand? Absolutely. The more, because uh, as as the whole uh, tagline is, uh, a reader is a leader. So if we are not reading today, we definitely will not be leaders tomorrow. And that applies uh, equally to the educators. If the educators are not reading today, if the parents are not reading today, 
then their children, their, their uh, learners will definitely not be leaders of tomorrow. You know, something that everyone can do in order to promote this uh, campaign is when we... When our kids have birthdays, or it's Christmas, or Eid, or whatever, instead of giving them toys, instead of giving them sweets, instead of giving them monies, why don't, why don't we give them books? Why don't we give them book vouchers? So then they're forced to go, and that is also developing the, uh, the love for books. Uh, earlier you were asking, but is reading that bad in South Africa? Now, international statistics have shown that South Africa is one of the lowest reading nation in the world. Uh, it ranks right there at the bottom with countries like Qatar and Morocco. In fact, the minister had given the statistic. Uh, she stated that only 15% of South Africans read. As against Russians, 85% of Russians read. Mm, that's really frightening. And no? then 15%. From, the 15, from the 15% that read, there's only 5% advanced readers. Yes. These are deep readers. And she says that these people are your academics, your researchers, and so forth. And as compared to Russia, 85% are readers, and 65% are deep readers. So that shows what a big gap there is and how much room has to be made up still. We are running out of time. We're going to come back and uh, sum up very quickly. But uh, we are talking about reading and the importance of being a reader. And, and do readers actually become better leaders? This is all against the backdrop of uh, Angie Mochecha's campaign. That's the Minister of Basic Education partnering with the Nelson Mandela Foundation, announcing those reading ambassadors in the Read to Lead campaign. This is Newsbreak Talk on Lotus FM. Keep it locked on. Three minutes left to two right now. And I'm just telling Auntie Mala, you know what? This topic is right up your alley because Auntie Mala Lachmanan is the one who actually translated Mandela's memoirs into Tamil. So you have to be a reader if you want to do great things, of course. And Advocate Mohammed Vaid is just going to sum up for us very quickly. Advocate, your final thoughts as we wrap up Newsbreak yes, Talk. Thank you, Salma. So what can we do? Uh, it's not only the job of the ambassador, it's all our jobs. And what should we do? One example I gave you is gifts. Secondly, uh, we should try and go back to our schools, go back to our alma maters and try and encourage reading there. Uh, go to our neighborhoods, if there's pre-primary schools, if there's uh, primary schools, and go and assist the educators there in reading to the kids. Uh, encourage the parents to read. Uh, if we have contacts with the business uh, world, try and get them to donate books, try and get them to donate libraries, etc. And what we need to do finally is to make reading fashionable, make it a lifestyle and make it a societal issue. And I think if that is done, then we'll be getting somewhere. Maybe we should start uh, making books that look like cell phones. Yeah. Do you think that yeah, yeah. the youngsters? <laughs> absolutely, absolutely. <laughs> okay, I'm going to go home and make sure that I read to my children. Are you going to ensure that you make your sons read newspapers now? I'll try that. <laughs> try that. Okay, we're going to try and we're going to make South Africa a better place through reading. Thank you very much for tuning in. And this has been Newsbreak Talk on Lotus FM. Thank you very much to our producer, Rachel Bardi, and uh, Hafsa Mkize, who's been assisting us on social media as well. Uh, remember, it's the best of Kodumbakam with uh, the award-winning Mala Lachmanan, that famous lady who's translated uh, Mandela's memoirs into Tamil. And uh, what a fantastic feat that is in itself, which just goes to show that reading is really, really important in today's society. I'm Salma Patel. You have a great day in the company of Lotus FM. It's been great talking to you and uh, please do become a better reader.